Father, we pray that you would indeed speak to us now. That we would see the Lord Jesus. That we would build our lives on him. Father, we ask this for his glory. Amen. Rich Hill is continuing to grow as more and more people move into our village. Many of you, I'm sure, might be able to remember a time when everyone knew everyone else in the village. I've been fascinated to hear of how Sleepy Valley at one stage just had a few cottages on it and how the Anaray Road uh, was basically fields apart from the rectory and a few other uh, little houses as well. If you've been around for a while, you'll be able to remember uh, all the different uh, housing developments as they sprang up uh, around the village. Uh, And even in the short time that we have lived here, uh, even more houses are being built. Maynooth Manor and uh, the ones beside the rectory there on the Anaray Road where Rich Hill Tires were. Uh, so every day as we go past, uh, we're watching to see what the builders are doing, uh, to see how the, the bricks are laid together and see how uh, the houses are springing up. And it probably won't be very long until they're being lifted uh, and we have a new set of neighbours to get used to on that road. In our Bible reading tonight from 1 Peter, and it would be good to have it open if you've closed your Bible, page 1218. In our reading tonight, Peter wants to take us to the building site as he helps us to grasp what God is doing in the world. So far in his letter, we've been seeing how the resurrection of Jesus affects us giving us an imperishable inheritance and how God helps us to become holy just as he is holy because he has redeemed us by the imperishable blood of Jesus and has given us his imperishable word. But so far in Peter's letter, it would be easy to have the impression that the Christian life is a solo effort. It might appear that if you have you and Jesus, then that's all that you need. But that's not God's purpose in the world. You're not meant to be on your own. We need each other. So when we come to Jesus individually by faith, we don't go on by ourselves. Look at Verse 4, Peter says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him. Peter is describing uh, what has happened in the lives of each of the Christians who are reading his letter. Each of them individually by faith have come to him, to Jesus. And do you see how Jesus is described there? He is the living stone. Now, it's not immediately obvious what Peter means by that. 
Uh, but hopefully as we continue, it'll become clearer. But notice how else Jesus is described in that, in that verse. Rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him. The clearest example of how Jesus was both rejected and chosen is in the crucifixion. I remember Jesus was on trial before Pilate and Pilate wanted to free him. But the crowd, they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. And as Jesus dies on the cross, he has been rejected and mocked by the soldiers, by the religious leaders, by the ordinary people, and even by one of the criminals who were crucified with him. He looks pitiful. He looks rejected. And yet, even in that moment, he is chosen and precious to God. And isn't that still true today? Many people reject Jesus. They think of him as an object of ridicule or think of his name as a swear word or someone just to be ignored. But that doesn't change the fact that he is chosen and precious, that he is reigning in heaven. And these Christians reading this letter, they have come to Jesus, they have trusted in him. But notice that it's not just Jesus and me and nobody else. Rather, we're brought on to the building site, verse 4 again, into verse 5. As you come to him, the living stone, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. As we come to Jesus individually, we are being built together like living stones into a spiritual house. Perhaps the image isn't so much of the uniform at the standard bricks that they have on the building site near the rectory. Think more of the dry stone walls in the Mourn Mountains, where each stone is unique and different and yet they're all expertly fitted together to build up the wall in just the right place. We are being built together to be God's house, his temple. We're a holy priesthood, all of us, not just the people in robes and collars like that. We're all uh, priests, as we offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, we are in this together. But why does Peter use the image of uh, the building site and of living stones? Was he out for a walk and he saw a building site and he thought, Do you know, that's just the thing I need to put into my letter? Well, he may have seen a building site, but he definitely saw the scripture. And so the stones in scripture. He reads the promise that's set out there in verse 6. From Isaiah chapter 28. See I lay a stone in Zion. A chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him. Will never be put to shame. God is speaking there to the people of Israel in Isaiah's day. 
about what he will do. When Isaiah was living, uh, Jerusalem had become a place of ease where they didn't really concern themselves with what God wanted. They thought that they would be all right without him. But God says that he will lay this chosen and precious cornerstone in Zion, in the city of Jerusalem, and that those who trust in him will never be put to shame. Jesus is this cornerstone promised in the Old Testament. He is the one that we build on, that we depend on. And to us, Peter says, verse 7, this stone is precious. You see, if you're trusting in Jesus, you will know that truth. You will know just how precious Jesus is to you. How much you depend on him, not only in the good times, but also and maybe especially in the hard times. As we've just sung, how sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. But the truth is that not everyone comes to Jesus. Not everyone believes in Jesus. So what about them? Well, Peter shows us uh, what about them as he quotes from two Old Testament passages. From Psalm 118, which we used this evening, and also from Isaiah chapter 8. He says, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. Peter is showing us that there are only two possible responses to Jesus. He is either the stone that we build on or the stone that we trip over. To reject Jesus is to trip over him, to stumble and fall. And if that could be you, then please do consider carefully the good news of Jesus. Please don't reject him. Don't trip over him. Instead, build your life on him. When we get to verse 9, Peter is uh, speaking again to the Christians. Uh, From verse 7, he he says, Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. And then he says, but, and talks about those who do not believe. And then there's another but in in verse 9. But you, back to the Christians again. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Those who have trusted in Jesus are a chosen people. Or to use another word, they are elect. Now we all know too well about elections here in Northern Ireland with counting due to begin tomorrow in the European election. At some point, maybe tomorrow, maybe Tuesday, uh, the results will be announced and the MEPs will have been elected, they'll have been chosen. Well, here uh, in 1 Peter, it is God who does the choosing. 
God who has decided who will believe. A God who elects, as we saw last time, before the foundation of the world. Those other phrases, I wonder, did you recognise them? Royal priesthood, holy nation, people belonging to God. They're all found in Exodus chapter 19. When God had brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and had rescued them. And just before God gives them the, the law, the, the Ten Commandments, to tell them how, she, how they should live as his people, he reminds them of who they are and whose they are. But now, here in First Peter, Peter is using the titles that refer to Israel and he's applying them to Gentiles, to People like you and me. He's saying that we, through Jesus, are also God's people. When we build on Jesus, we are brought into the people of God. And why have we been saved? Why have we been incorporated into God's temple and made his priests? We see it as verse 9 continues. That That's a purpose statement that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We have been saved to praise the one who saved us. This is our spiritual sacrifice of worship and praise and thanksgiving. And the fuel for our praise comes from the change in our circumstances We have been called out of darkness into his wonderful light. And also in verse 10, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Once not, but now. This is the story of every Christian. Once we were on the outside, but now we are God's people. And how did it come about? Because God has chosen us. We have been saved by his imperishable blood, strengthened by his imperishable word, and sustained by his imperishable hope. If you are trusting in Jesus tonight, then this is who you are. Because of whose you are. And that's what Peter has been reminding us of in this first part of his letter, that we are God's elect, his chosen people. If you turn back a page, look at the very first verse of the whole letter, and you'll see who Peter is writing this letter to. He says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. We are elect strangers. We have been chosen by God, but we're strangers in this world. 
rejected just as Jesus was. So what will it look like to live as strangers in this world? To stand out as different from others? We'll see that next week. There's a spoiler there in verse 11 as he says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world. And we'll see the rest of that next week. But tonight, for now, let's rejoice that God has chosen us and reflect on how he has changed us and resigned with his praise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the grace that has saved us. We pray, Father, that you would help us to follow you and to declare your praise. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.